welcome everybody back to yet again another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner and uh, really just, you know, just taking it one day at a time here. Like I said, we are officially nine months into the year and it's been a lot. I think that a lot of people haven't really been expecting what we've been experiencing thus far a lot. There really is no timetable to it. If, if you're like me, every day that I wake up, I feel like I I hear something new. I read something new. I see something new to the point now where it's just like what to believe, what to, I've been trying to do my own outside research. I've been trying to watch the news as I can, or just stay up to date with things, but it's really just a lot. It can really just be overwhelming, but nonetheless, here we are not taking away from the shine, not taking away from purpose of everything and really just while we're here to do this. So today I'm actually sitting down with somebody who I went to school with, somebody who I was able to meet at ECU and then obviously able to still keep in contact with her and able to really see the growth that she's had. And, and she even bought her business to Greenville, North Carolina, and was able to to impact some people there. I even saw some of the classes that she held and just different things that she did. I was even able to stop by her business. She actually has a, a physical location there in Greenville, North Carolina. So today I'm sitting down with Keelan Cunningham uh, of Keynote 252. So Keelan, how you doing today? I'm good. It's a Friday and the sun is shining. We're getting there. Absolutely. It's been a it's been a week indeed, but nonetheless, TGIF, thank God it is Friday for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to really get right into things, I am glad that you're doing well. And I know we did speak a little bit about keynotes. So I'm really excited for this for this conversation just to really talk about the ins and outs, everything that was going on. So so just first and foremost, can you just tell us a little bit about Keynote 252, kind of what motivated you to get started and even how you came up with the name and everything? Yeah, so I guess I'll go with what motivated me to get started. I went to a community center called the Neighborhood Center in Pennsylvania. And so I always had this idea of wanting to have a safe haven for people to just release and to dance. So at the root of it, I really wanted a community center. At this community center that I attended, we had stepping, we had dance classes, a variety of things. And so I was really trying to figure out, like, how might I actually get around to bringing that to life somehow? And then really cheesy, I'm super corny. Think Honey and Step Up, like those movies really just did something for me because I loved seeing what dance can do for people. And then in college, uh, my flame for dance got reignited when I joined Fame and just seeing the the challenges on campus of hosting classes to the challenges we faced in trying to host classes in the Greenville community area, I was still kind of desiring to do that, especially with the heels and the sexier type of dance classes to increase women's self-confidence. But we were still finding limitations when we were in school. So when I took a full-time job after graduating with my master's degree in public health, um, I figured, why not? Like, I've always been a person that works multiple jobs or has multiple projects going on, not necessarily for the income, but just I like to I like to have my hands in different things. So I just I just took a a leap of faith. So really, in all truth and transparency, one of my best friends wanted to open a storefront. And of course, I looked at the places with her and she tried to go through the process first. She wanted to open in Charlotte, North Carolina, and was meeting her own hurdles and battles to getting that done that same year. And I actually wanted to get a duplex property, but things were falling through with the mortgage or even trying to find find a, a unit or whatever. So I was like, one of these is going to stick for us, me and my best friend. And ironically, our dream switched. So it it came through that I was able to get a storefront and it came through that she was able to get an investment property. Um, so I thought God was really ironic in the way that he had that spell out. But nevertheless, it's I just 
I just wanted to take a leap of faith. I was 24 at the time and felt like it was a perfect time for me to just take a risk. Um, I didn't go into a blind. I had a business plan and I had some advisors kind of guide me on what my structure would be like. I had some money saved and I figured, you know, if nothing else, I learned a lesson. If things go absolutely horrible and I have to file for bankruptcy, like by 35, I'm okay. Like I like to know like what is my worst, absolute worst, worst case scenario. But none of that ended up happening. So I decided to open. Now, finding the storefront, where it is now is the third place. So two other places fell through. The second place, um, I was actually getting ready to go sign the lease. And then the landlord pulled out, which to me is funny to this day because the landlord pulled out. Yeah, the landlord pulled out about two years ago, but in June, right? And he was like, you know, he just had his concerns on and so forth that I was so young. Okay, cool. But his place is still empty to this day. And when I drive home from the studio and I see his building, I'm like, that's crazy because we could have been in there for at least two years now. But nevertheless, finding the storefront was a challenge. But once we finally got it, we just got rocking and rolling. As far as the name, I didn't name it. So one of my best friends, that same best friend that I'm referring to who wanted to open um, her shop, she wanted to do a beauty bar um, in Charlotte. She named it. And it's funny because I named her business. So we have a lot of reciprocity going on, um, a lot of yin and yang. And she was on a napkin. And I was like, I want to do it, but I'm not attached to it because I don't have a name. And she wrote some names on a napkin. And the first one that was up there was the keynote. And I didn't necessarily want it to be reflective of my name, Keelan, but I just felt like it was, it resonated with me because think of like the Kino app, if you have an iPhone or a Mac computer, that's the, that's the, the Mac version or the iOS version of PowerPoint presentation. And when you're a keynote speaker, you're out and in front of everyone. And I wanted to empower others to be comfortable being out and in front. Now, the medium was through dance. But at the root of it, I wanted to uplift others and empower them to feel comfortable in their bodies. Wow. I love all of that. And you really hit hit a lot of points. And I, I kind of just want to tackle everything as I was kind of just listening to it. So first and foremost, for those of you out there listening who may not know about fame or, or, or may not have even went to East Carolina University just to even see them, fame is fierce. Uh, they did a lot of different performances and just different things that, but like Keelan also said too, I feel like the university did kind of place some limitations on them because in just trying to work with them and some of the organizations that I was a part of and just hearing about some of the ideas and some of the things that they wanted to bring to campus, both different and some stuff just never seen before. A lot of times it wasn't always allowed, but fame just, they had a lot of different creatives, a lot of different ideas, a lot of personalities for sure. But nonetheless, every time they came to perform, they perform day in and day out. So I love to hear the whole thing about your best friend. Like I, I was just thinking too, it, it kind of reminded me of one of my best friends, how well we just compliment each other, but how you guys were still able to compliment each other, not only with a friendship, but also when it came to business and partnerships and really just helping each other out and really just keeping the vision alive and really just still being able to move forward with things. So my next question too, something that I, I um kind of just thought about and just listening to you. So like you said, the, the the location that you currently have now, it was the third location. So in those first two locations, obviously you did experience some trials, some tribulations. At any point, did that kind of discourage you? Did that kind of put a damper? Did that take away from the mission still of Keynote or did that take away from what you wanted to do? Did it hinder anything or did it only just further motivate you to really just find a location and really just get things going to help people out? I'm going to say all of the above. You definitely have your moments of when you're trying to execute something, you'll see a number of different hurdles and you'll be sitting back like, 
am I really supposed to do this? Like, is this the universe telling me to relax because they got something else on the way? Or is this the universe telling me like, no, you got to go harder. The next place is better for you. Or there's another, like a more lucrative opportunity elsewhere, or just a better relationship with the landlord, a number of things. And so it's kind of like a, a mission to stay steadfast to the journey. And to my own volition at times, sometimes I just don't give up when I really, really should. Um, But I don't think that was the case here. Actually knowing where it could have been, it's amazing how things unfold and you your hindsight is just so clear. In opening the studio and hiring on staff, I developed really good relationships with the people that work for me. And had I known, I wouldn't have done it. But if the location would have been where it originally would have been, one of my staff members would have been in contact with someone who she who she had a traumatizing experience with in her own life. And I'm just glad that things always unfold in the way that they absolutely should. That those other locations weren't perfect. Still, the location that I have isn't perfect. And so when you're trying to make a business decision, it's always about weighing the pros and cons and really trying to figure out like what is your bottom line and I don't mean the bottom line like revenue that you want to make or the the money or anything like that but what are some of those elements that you don't want to not have and what is going to make a difference for you and so everything worked out in the way that it should have I have no complaints about where we ended up but definitely those hurdles made me question it but I just feel like my inner guidance told me to keep looking and I would I would browse I move through life unattached to the outcomes, right? So if it doesn't work out, there's a reason for it. Either God is making room for something bigger and better, or he's just telling me to relax because he got something on the way or whatever have you, you know, or or I'm being saved from having a horrible landlord or a horrible experience in that thing that I'm desiring. You know what I'm saying? So I casually looked and I said, I've been through this process once before and I was, like on my way to go sign the lease and put it in wet ink and things fell through. So I know what to prepare, you know what I mean? And if it works out, that means it should. And if it does not, then that means that's not what I'm supposed to do. You even just gave me some some motivation, to be honest, just because a lot of times, like you said, God, things unfold exactly how they should. It may not always unfold the way we want it to, when we want it to, how we want it to, where we want it to for that case. But instead of questioning it, instead of just trying to figure it out. Sometimes you just got to realize, look, God, God is working. He works in very, very, very mysterious ways. And sometimes we just don't know he's, he's working right now and we don't even realize it. So like you said, just, just because something you move through life unattached to outcomes. And I think that that's something that I also, I'm, I'm starting to do more, but for me that that is really hard just because I'm somebody who I feel like I just want to always have it figured out. Like just want to know what's going on. Just want to know, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? I do that, what's going to happen? Like, so, but I will say that sometimes that has stopped me from different opportunities just because I'm thinking to my, I'm, I've already thought myself out of something or mm-hmm. thought myself into the wrong thing. So a lot of times, like you said, you just have to, you just really have to go with it. If it, if it works, it, it, it worked because it was supposed to, if it doesn't work, it just wasn't supposed to work. And so I think that that's something that it can definitely help with growth and, and just realizations and, and just letting it know that, look, sometimes everything is not just going to, it's not going to go according to plan. That's not to say you just give it all up and, and you just have to and move on to something else. But sometimes it, it does mean that too, that sometimes you just have to realize that, look, maybe this just wasn't for me. Maybe look, as much work as I put in as steadfast as I might've stayed as, as much as I really want this, God is really just telling me that, look, 
something else is in store for you. So I think that that's very important, especially when it comes to business too. Now with with Keynote specifically and with um, with everything that you kind of went through before you were able to officially open up, once you got to the day where you said, okay, you signed everything, you owned the location, it was yours. What was it? What was that feeling like really just that that first day being in there, just recognizing, you know, I have the keys to my own place and, <laughs> and this is mine, just walking around, just looking around, just being outside that location in Greenville. You want to know the truth? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I was actually having this conversation uh, earlier this week. I got the keys to this place on October 18th, pretty sure. Yeah, October 18th. Along the way, there were hiccups between the contractors doing the paint, installing the new floors, making sure the mirrors were installed. I mean, the goofiest of things. Can I cuss? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be really cognizant of the words that are coming out of my mouth. So, so the last, the, the last person that asked me that, yeah, I told him that, look, you, you got to do what you got to do to get your point across. So you, you feel free to say whatever you need to say. Okay. I don't want to get you kicked off nothing, but, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot of bullshit along the way. And if I'm candid, if I'm honest, me being a black woman, a woman, and I was single, during the process, other studio owners was like, you don't got nobody to go up there and act like they're your boyfriend so they can, when you have those conversations with the contractors, they're not taking advantage of you. And I'm like, girl, no, we'll figure it out. But just the timeline of getting things done, oh my gosh, it was supposed to be ready a lot sooner. It was not. And like my opening kept getting pushed back. So, okay, cool. Me and my realtor, because I had a realtor representing me between me and the landlord, right? My realtor was like, I have bad news. We'll have to push it back another week. And there was a hiccup with the mirrors. And so if you've been inside my spot, you know that there's mirrors on two walls. He was like, they started to install the mirrors, but one of the mirrors wasn't cut and they didn't notice the uh, thermostat. So they have to cut them and it's going to take a little longer or they're just not going to install it. And I was like, okay, if you're not going to install mirrors on that wall, please make sure that you adjust my quotes that I paid for the mirrors, because if I paid for 16 feet worth of mirrors across both of them goddamn walls, either you giving me 16 feet, or we're going to measure what's up there, and we're going to adjust it accordingly, period. Like, make sure you adjust my quote. So the decision is on y'all, but we've already ordered the materials. Okay, well, it seems like you might want to figure out a way to get that goddamn mirror on the wall. That's all I'm asking for. It don't got to be perfect. I don't gotta be seamless. I'm not saying you gotta have a cutout for just for the thermostat. I just want what I pay for. And so little stuff like that adding up to me actually getting the keys. So I get the keys. I'm supposed to get them at 8 a.m. My realtor's like, no, they're not ready yet. What's not ready? What's the problem? What's the issue? So I meet him around five. Okay, cool. We do a walkthrough. So kind of similar to how like you sign a lease somewhere and they want to walk with you to see if there's any anything going on before you take it over, right? While we both walk into what was the employee office, it was an office, but I really made it a lounge. I wanted somewhere where my staff could relax in between classes. There was a big water leak. And I mean water coming down unprovoked. Like there was no hurricane in town. It was a sunny ass day. Like I'm talking about a water leak coming from the ceiling tile. And all I could do was cry. And like that probably should have been a big confederate Nazi like red flag to me as to what I was about to embark on my journey of being a storefront owner but 
So it was a big ass leak and all I could do was cry. And my friend, like I, I bent down crying because I'm a crier. I'm no secret to crying. I, I release my emotions. And like at that moment, I was inconsolable. And my friend, that same friend who's been just a, a big person for me in any of my processes in life, but more that same reciprocity friend. She she took over with the realtor to make and she like finished the walkthrough and took it over as if it was hers. Um and I'm just in what was the office, just like what the fuck? Like I cannot believe I've been in here all of three minutes and there's a water leak where we're trying to figure out where we gonna find buckets from on my freshly installed floor. So the feeling of me getting the keys was devastating because of the water leak. And now it was it was fixed by Monday over the weekend and everything like that. But I, I think some people have like that really excited, like, yeah, I finally did it. And mine was tainted by a water leak. <laughs> I'll have to admit, yeah, it was tainted by a water leak. But once I actually got bodies in there and the classes started going, I felt really relieved. It was really vindicating. It was really satisfying to see people in here dancing, having a good time. Wow. And I will definitely say that when I first asked that question, I, I, I will say I really was not expecting that response at all. I was more so expecting just, oh, tomorrow. It was amazing. Like after everything that I went through. But no, that really just goes to show you what what people don't see, what really goes on behind businesses. And even after you feel like you've taken a big step, you've accomplished something, you've you've made a stride towards something. Just some of the like you said, the BS or some of the just the things that you have to go through in order to really still finalize things. Some of the things that you shouldn't even really have to worry about, some things that are out of your control, some things that should have already been handled or should have already been taken care of. But nonetheless, you still prevailed. You still made it happen. But I think that's also a testament just to when you really want something, when you work hard for something, when you really have a vision for something, you'll stop at nothing to figure it out. You'll, yeah, you'll cry. You'll, you'll pray about it. You'll be frustrated. You'll yell. You'll scream. You'll Whatever you got to do to relieve that stress. Like you said, you're a crier. So for you, that was what you had to do. But it was because look at look at what I've came from. Y'all don't, y'all may not necessarily know the whole backstory or y'all may not necessarily know what type of a week I was having or, or what I was going through or how hard I worked or, or just the vision that I have for this facility and what I want to bring to a lot of the ladies in this community. So for me to have to deal with this, for me to have to go through this, that just added more onto it. So I'm glad nonetheless that you were able to prevail, that you were still able to provide and serve as that outlet and still make it happen because y'all would have never guessed that you would have had to go through all of that. And then just in hearing that, it's just like, wow, that could easily just turn somebody off, turn somebody away. And you could really just lose motivation. And rightfully so, just because look, we're all human. Nobody's perfect at the end of it. Everybody has a boiling point or a breaking point where you just can't take something after a while. Or you just, I don't want to deal with this or just let's, let's table it for another time. So, mm-hmm. okay. I'm glad that you were still able to work past that now for, so basically once you got everything up and running and the ladies are coming in and you're making things happen and the friends or the reactions and stuff, what, what, what would you say was the immediate reaction for a lot of your friends kind of coming in for a lot of ladies in the community as a, a space? Because I mean, to my knowledge, there was really no space like that in Greenville. So once you kind of just added that, and once you provided that other outlet, how would you say people kind of specifically the women how would you say they received it um it was received really well but I think with a lot of surprise so not only so for a number of things I don't know if people were skeptical because it's like oh it's black owned so you know what's what's what or some people didn't even know it was black owned and they were just coming in like wow like I always got a big wow when people walked in and I'm rightfully so because I spent a good pretty penny trying to make sure that it looked to my vision. I wanted it, you know, I didn't want to cut corners. Like other places are like, oh, you can get mirrors from 
Home Depot or Lowe's and just kind of stack them and like ways to save money. And it's like, no, that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me. If it costs more, but it's going to give me what I want in terms of the quality, then that's what I'm going to do. Even down to the paint, like I paid, I think, an extra $800 to get a different finished paint because, you know, like in your apartment, most places have like flat paint, which is easy to like layer and easy to um easy to like spot check right I ended up getting like a semi something I I don't remember what it was but a couple couple finishes up because when I was picking out the paint the dude told me like oh if it's going to be a high traffic area where people might put their hands on it you want it to be something that you can clean and wipe off but you won't bring up paint in the process it was an extra eight hundred dollars but it looked good you know what I mean and it reflected light really well. And it made the space really bright and beautiful, even down to the color that I chose. It's amazing how, you know, alignment happens, right? Because my studio was a safe place for women to be women. So it's not that we were trying to be prissy or how can I say, like, ladylike. Like, all of those rules went out the window. We were literally just existing in our bodies and releasing that tension. And you know, being as sexy as we want, freaky as we want, or even not, you know what I'm saying? If we're focusing on fitness and we're doing Zumba, mixed fit, or literally working out with the personal trainers that I had in there, then that's what we were doing. If we were doing heels classes and then dropping it low into splits and touching on our breasts and, and so on, then that's what we were doing. If we were doing lap dances and, you know, really trying to be seductive and things like that like it was a it was a safe place for us to be as womanly as possible with no restrictions and ultimately no judgment so a lot of that feminine energy comes from your sacral chakra and your sacral chakra is orange and so I wasn't thinking like this two years ago I was still on my journey of aligning my chakras and things like that but I just was amazed at the alignment because Once I started getting into balancing my chakras and what that meant for me, and I noticed that that feminine energy was tied to that orange, I'm like, this is how I know God spoke into me as I was creating the vision for the studio. And down to the the gold poles versus silver, I paid extra for gold poles because I wanted it to look good against black skin. Like I was that intentional about wanting my my girls to feel good when they were in there down to the gold lights that I had at the bottom of the mirror to illuminate so we don't have to you know have the bright lights on no if you want to have your moment where it's like a candle candle lit kind of amber color coming up it was down to that kind of intention to where I designed it so people felt good and so not only did it look good and I get I got a lot of wows when people walked in like wow this looks great Yes, it does, because I paid for it to do so when nobody playing games with them. <laughs> also, there was a a vibe that was unmatched. And I don't say this as owner in, in my biases. This is what I've been told a number of times. It's what's on our Google reviews, the way in which I train my staff. Because like you can you can have talent, right? You can you can be a fitness guru. You can have a number of skill sets to where you can physically move. But if you don't know how to relate to women, then you're not for me. If you don't know how to make people feel good, then you're not for me. You you can't you we can't work together because you against my mission. You know what I'm saying? 
And so the uplifting vibes and the the tender care that we put into our clientele was what people took away from us even more than the aesthetics of what the place looks like. As I'm just sitting here listening to you, I'm just like, wow, I wish <laughs> I wish I knew how to dance or something like that, just because it it really just sounds like you paid so much attention to detail, even and even after, like it just makes me think even more that you were really passionate about this just because look at everything that you went through from location to maintenance issues to just to just all of that and look at still the the attitude the mindset that you had look i want the best of the best i don't care how much money much more money on top of that i have to dish out i don't care how long it's going to take i don't care what you have to do but make it happen please so the fact that you and not even more so for yourself but for just thinking about others just that selflessness that also goes into the business aspect you are the first person who i brought on this podcast that has their own location so really just hearing your perspective and really just hearing everything that went into this is very unique just because a lot of times we're, we're things aren't always going to work out the way we the way we want them to and I'll, I'll say it time and time again but the fact that you still wanted to put so much love into it and then just look at look at the response look at because like i said just me and thinking about my time in greenville and just and thinking about all the resources and things that there are to offer it wasn't really anything like that for women specifically i came across a post and it's kind of timely that i'm doing this interview right now i came across the post i think it was yesterday that said a man can feel comfortable in a room full of women, but a woman won't feel comfortable in a room full of men. And I really just had to take a step back and think about that and really just realize that how how many safe spaces are there really out there for women, mm-hmm. for them to be expressive, for them to just sit, for them to just vent, talk amongst one another, whatever the case may be. Like how how often are they allotted that opportunity? And, right. and And I really just couldn't think of many. But the fact that you were able to do that and the fact that you were able to do that in such a community like Greenville, North Carolina. Is, is even just more amazing. So I definitely do hats off to you, salute to that. And I'm glad that all the women who were able to to go through there and experience that definitely did get the most of it, friends, uh, family, community members, whatever whatever the case may be. So I, I definitely do think that uh, you did the right thing all in all. And, and even after everything that you kind of had to, to deal with. And like you said, the vibe was unmatched and rightfully so, because look at look at all the work, look at all the time, look at all the effort, the blood, sweat and tears that, that you literally put into it. So I like that. Now, kind of just just flipping the transition just a little bit, just because this is something that we did speak about. And I'm very interested just to kind of hear uh, the take on it, the perspective. I wasn't necessarily happy to hear the news per se, but I, I just want to kind of shed a little bit of light on the pandemic and maybe how this mm-hmm. has kind of just affected you moving forward with uh, Keynote 252 and, and what kind of are your hopes for the future and what like what does that look like for you? How did that how did this pandemic, how did COVID nineteen really impact keynote two five two? How is it still impacting the keynote? We're closing my business location. I'll put it that way. The location closes on September thirtieth. So we fulfilled our lease agreement. Our contract has been fulfilled. And you know, when you own a storefront, that that's the best thing. To be able to walk away without uh, what are the legal issues of you owing outstanding rent or expenses is like the, to walk away in this regard is the best outcome, especially given the fact that we have not had a class for the public since March 15th. COVID has completely obliterated how studios across the, the state are working. And as a public health professional, I'm not upset with our governor at all. Like I... I get it. I'd rather be safe. If I can't, you know, fearlessly tell my staff, like, I'm willing to have all these people in here 
not wear a mask, not social distance, and we can still teach classes normal to where we have to sometimes get up close and personal with who we're teaching because like with pole, they might need somebody to help lift them up a little bit or to put their hands in a certain place. If I if I am not comfortable saying business is going to run as normal as if COVID never happened, while we were sanitary then, I'm talking about as if it was March 15th and on March 16th we continued as normal. If I'm not, if I can't fearlessly say that to my staff, then I'm not, I'm not going to ask them to extend themselves in that way either. You know what I mean? And so it's just an unfortunate circumstance. So being a studio owner, I'm connected with other studio owners in the state. And there's like four other studios closing. Mine is probably the fifth one that I know about. And it sucks. It sucks more so because the, the place of peace, the place of that safe haven doesn't have a place to exist anymore as a result of COVID. And right now it's just too entirely too risky for me to re-sign a lease and be bound another three to five years to a location given that so many things are uncertain. So we have ECU is having an uptick in COVID cases because of the university. And so is NC State and so is USC. So that's literally three biggest schools in the state already being hit. On top of the fact that kids are going back to school, they're doing this little two-week trial and they're going to see like what's the worst of it. I don't see us getting into phase three anytime soon. And that's the phase that we were able to open in uh, as not as normal, but that's the phase that we fell into as a fitness um, facility. Now, I do know that other facilities in the Greenville area opened anyway. And being that they're private owners, that they they can do that. That's their own volition. But as a leader, for me, if I can't fearlessly tell my staff, let's do it, then I'm not going to sacrifice that risk. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's right. And also, the 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 parameters are just different for every business. So like where our majority of our business takes place, takes place on an 800 square feet dance floor. If that, it might really be like 650, 700. It's not really that much space for us to social distance, still move around and like make the X's on the floor and a number of that kind of stuff, especially given the apparatus that we use, we still might have to into like come in close contact with our clientele. All that said, it's not worth it. And it's just not, it's not for us to do, unfortunately. I think that shows a lot of character. I think that shows a lot of integrity. I think that shows a lot of responsibility, first and foremost, just because you, you've made that conscious decision. This is obviously not something where you were, you were using just emotions or you were just, you were just thinking out of frustration or acting out of frustration rather, but you could tell you really made a, a conscious decision to we thought about this, like I said, from the apparatus to just the distancing to just looking at ECU's cases to where some people might say, well, the university may not, it doesn't really relate directly to my business. But in, in fact, it does because that's the community. A lot of people, and I, I realized firsthand that without East Carolina University, Greenville, North Carolina would not be as prevalent as it is today. And, I've, I've, mm-hmm. and you were even there before me, but just me coming in in 2014 and seeing how it was and seeing that that's really a college town for sure. But then leaving in 2018 and really just seeing how much 
impact that the students have had there and just how much money they put there, how much just life that they brought to that community is, is definitely for sure a big impact that they have. So the fact that you were able to just to just make that decision, I know that it was one that it was hard for sure. And I'm, I'm definitely still wishing you the best moving forward. But, um, it just makes me kind of think about the famous saying that rejection is more so just redirection. So maybe this is really just God's way of, of not only redirecting you, but redirecting everybody. I, I feel like, like you said, this, this virus has, this pandemic has done a lot for people, both positive and negative, but it's definitely changed lifestyles for sure. And it's yeah. definitely changed businesses. And it's definitely because it, it just makes me think too about a lot of businesses who didn't adopt the same mindset as you, or had they really just taken the time to, to think and to be logical about things and not just really worry about the money and the corporate side of things, you may have workers that will feel more comfortable coming to work. You may have customers that would feel more comfortable shopping with your business. You may even have more business if you really just made the conscious decision to just delay things or be smarter or social distance or and not just really worry about the money that's coming in or or what you can do to benefit directly from this. Because, yeah, it's, it, it would definitely be nice to come out of here with a benefit and or money or whatever. But look, you, you also have to think about the safety. You also have to think about mm-hmm. longevity. A lot of businesses, small businesses at that, I've watched them shut down just because they were their prime mode for success was customers, was people. And once you kind of take that away, product supplies on top of that, hard to get and limited supply. It really put a lot of people out of business, people who feed their families like this. So to see a lot of other people out here, businesses, especially just acting irresponsibly and really still just trying to make things work all for money's sake. It it really kind of just makes me shake my head and really just wonder really how much they do care about these people. And, and, and really just shows that you really don't care. So I'm definitely am sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that you were able to show full transparency, able to talk about it. And like I said, I do hope that God redirects you in a in a better way at that. And I know that he yeah. will for sure. And I know that this is not the end uh, for Keynote 252, but rather just a new beginner for sure. So I know that it, it took a lot. And I know that I know that you put your all into it. I can just tell in this in this interview that, wow, you I've, I really didn't know too much about you know, 252 going in, but I just, I could see the experiences. I remember when, when you were open and people were just kind of tagging you and just having different fun and teasing things. And like I said, I've, I've been past your shop. I've seen it in person. So it's just, it, it was just amazing just to say, wow, I know the owner of that shop. I've, I've <laughs> talked to her, I've spoken with her. Now I can say I've interviewed her. So that's even better, but I'm, I'm nonetheless still glad that you're still making strides. I definitely am sorry for a lot of the businesses out there that were affected, but, and I still do kind of, and that's really another reason why I wanted to, to talk to you just because a lot of people hear these interviews, hear these podcasts and just think that they can get gems from it and think that people are really just working. And yeah, you have your typical, you struggle here and there, but you really don't know that some people, like she said, she, she has to close at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. That that's heartbreaking. That would be like me having to tell y'all, oh, in, in two weeks or three weeks, uh, this is my last episode. I'd be devastated, like just because this is something that I put my all, and this is something that I love to do. That I'm passionate about. That that other women have directly told me, speaking about you in this case, that you've directly impacted their lives. That you've made them. That you've given them a safe haven, a safe space, a place to where they can feel just they can come freely express themselves. And I, and I think that that's much needed. So the fact that you kind of just have to alter things a little bit, yeah, it can, it can be a little rocky and it can, some days will definitely be better than others, but nonetheless, I am wishing you the best and I am hoping for continued success for you. So well, what you. Would you, of course, of course, of course, of course. I would say that in this process of closing, like I'm not sorry, I lack nothing. Um, And that's not to say that I am, bountifully rich and I don't gotta work because that's not the truth (laughs) but I lack nothing like everything in this life happens for a reason and I am in a season of flowing and so will it be the end of the keynote I'm sure not and the reason why I say that is because my staff plans on reopening 
They plan on at some point reopening. And will I be there to support them throughout the process? Absolutely. I want them to do better than I did. I want them to learn lessons that I just wasn't around to see. You know what I'm saying? But to know that, like, I built, and they, they want to open it without my encouragement, without my uh my say-so in it. They told me this. It's not that I asked them to continue, quote-unquote, my legacy. It's not the key lane. It's the keynote. It has its own brand. Most times, most people didn't even know that I owned it. And I never wanted to come out as the owner because I wanted to come out. I wanted it to have its own brand for the mission. And my studio managers plan on reopening sometime, maybe in 2021 or even 2022. They're from Greenville, North Carolina. They have a home there. I'm I'm touched to, to see that my staff that's really from the area has every intention on bringing back what was a safe place for them as well. And I've taught them as much as I could in my time of like, you know, literally having the the shop. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next phase of what will evolve in their next chapter of them reopening somewhere in Greenville. And most importantly, I'm touched because one of my previous clients, who was my client's very beginning on when the studio opened, is now going to come into the studio space to open up her photography studio. So another black woman is going in behind me. And I feel like in terms of the tears I cried and the money I spent and just the stress that I had, I feel like it's all worth it to know that I could have inspired and made room for somebody else to go in behind me. You know what I mean? Like with Greenville being a predominantly white town and uptown Greenville particularly being predominantly white, I can count on maybe three. There's Melts. There's Cairo, uh, Recreational, Riverside, pretty sure they're Black-owned. Three businesses. All of all the businesses in Greenville and Uptown, three of them are Black. But there's still going to be um, a Black-owned business at 509 Evans Street. So I'm touched and I, I'm happy for her. And I'm glad that I was able to, to connect her with my landlord to get her a spot. I'm happy too, just to hear that, just because it it shows you just the the impact, the power, just and and just the continuation of a of what I want to call low key just a, a legacy. Just that that must be a, a wonderful feeling, like you said, just to not know that all of your 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 blood, your sweat, your tears, your your hard work, your dedication, the late nights, it just didn't go in vain. Because now you can help now support a fellow black woman, and that's that's just amazing. Just so I'm definitely wishing her best of luck to her, her photography and everything like that. And Caitlin, I really just want to give a big, um, a big thank you to you, a big shout out to the keynote 252, a big shout out to, to all of our black women out there just who are, who are always just looking for a safe space who may not just always be in the best head space or just, just sometimes just may need to talk and, and different things like that. Just let, letting you guys know that we are very supportive of you. We meaning black men in general. And I, I don't think we always communicate that the best or show that the best but just know that especially with the climate that we're in now we're just waking up and seeing different hashtags and just the videos and just everything it's very exhausting it's very overwhelming it's very saddening but this is this now more than ever this is i think this is show just the power that we can truly have when we come together when we stand whether it be for business for racial injustice for education reform for police brutality for 
defunding, edu- whatever the case may be. So I, I definitely do thank you for, for coming on today, for sharing, for sharing the good, for sharing the bad, for sharing the ugly, for sharing what you have hopes for the future. And I definitely do wish you, the Keynote 252, the best. And I just want to give a big shout out to everybody out there who's who's made this podcast possible, the listeners who keep the support going and just everything, because it's definitely something that's needed. So to everybody out there listening, make sure you definitely do uh, check out the bio once I drop everything and just check out the page and just check out uh, what she was able to do in her time in business. And But don't it, it doesn't stop there. Just please keep your eye out. Like she said, the keynote will be opening, some re- reopening in some form and some capacity. So definitely uh, just keep your eyes on that because she she has really, I've seen it firsthand, served as, a, as an outlet for women, for black women, especially, especially in the town in Greenville, North Carolina. So definitely excited for the expansion. Definitely looking forward to the expansion. So Keelan, again, 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 again. Thank you so much for taking the time today to come on and talk to the guests. I appreciate it. You are most welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. And this has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast with Tamar Turner. Thank you, guys.